Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. And I'm excited for today's podcast. I say that every time. I'm always excited. Come on. You know I only put out the stuff that I love to talk about and love to teach. And today, I'm interviewing a man named Jason Capital. You might have heard of him. He's been around in the scene of dating advice and now success coaching. And he's been around for a while, so maybe you've heard of him, maybe you haven't. And he's got really good inspirational information today, stuff that is going to kick you into gear. And specifically, we're talking about status and what it means to have status, why status is important, how do you achieve status, and yeah, why is it something that you want to even hear about, you know? So we're going to be talking about that, and you'll know why when we dig into the interview. So I uh, just want to let you know about that, and also I want to read off some uh, some of these podcast reviews here. I get podcast reviews all the time, and I would really just want to shout out some people who have been rating the podcast and just kind of give my thank you to you. So uh, just a little while ago, Storage Monkey. So if you're listening, Storage Monkey, you said great podcast. I've been listening for a couple of years now and his content just keeps getting better and better. These are great topics and guests and there's always so much insightful knowledge. Definitely worth a listen. Thank you, Storage Monkey. Thank you for leaving a review. And if you're listening and you've been listening for a couple of years like Storage Monkey, well, give me a review. I'd love to hear it. And by all means, I'm not even asking you for five stars. If you have a one-star review, somehow you've been listening for a couple months or two years, you have a one-star review, hey, give it to me. I want to hear the feedback. I want to know what I can do better here. Another five-star review that came in said, I've been listening to this for a few weeks now, and not only is the advice good if you actually listen, but this entire podcast will improve your state of mind overall. Finally had the courage to try a few approaches, and I feel like it's just the beginning of a long journey. This is from A. Driscoll 22. Thank you, A. Driscoll. What a great review, and the reason why I'm reading this one is to encourage you, the listener right now, who's listening to finally do a few approaches. Start talking to some girls. Put yourself out there. Don't just listen to this podcast. Put this in action. Can you do that for me? I bet you can. So those are some reviews. And uh, hopefully, if you're listening now, like I said, you can write me one. Love to hear from you. And I'll shout you out absolutely on the podcast. All right, let's get into it. Here's my interview with Jason Capital on status. Hey, Jason, man, what's going on? Happy to be hanging out here with you, Trip. I'm happy to have you, man. So uh, we were just talking, and, and we believe this is the first time you've been on the podcast. I know I've had you on the uh, the YouTube channel before, and and we've known each other for for quite a few years now. And honestly, I, I do respect a lot of the information that you give out to guys. It is is great stuff. And and uh, if you don't already know, if you're listening, Jason Capital is America's honest success coach, and you pretty much dabble in all different areas of success for guys. Is that right? Absolutely. I kind of break it down into a triad where it's women, wealth, and freedom. Um, and, and those are the big three we focus on for guys. I like it. I like it. Well, do you think we can touch upon some of the women aspect today in terms of status? Because the guys who are listening to this podcast, which is called How to Talk to Girls, want to learn more about how to be successful with women. And I know that you uh, have a lot of information on that. So hopefully we can do that today. Yeah? We absolutely can. You know, status status was was born out of uh, my dating coaching. So we are we are in my zone of genius. I have, I have a lot of zones of, of idiocracy, but this is a zone of genius for me. So I'm, I'll be glad to talk I about it. I love it. Well, at least you can be uh, 
self-deprecating. That's very nice and, and, and refreshing. Um, no, it's great. It's great uh, to talk about this. And yes, um, you do have a lot of great information. You've been talking, I've seen you've been talking about status for a long time. So when I saw that your book came out called Status, I was like, oh, of course. Like you're, you're always talking about that. You seem to be really into that. And I know a lot of guys want to learn about that. And maybe you can tell us right away, like why should guys learn about status? So it's like some guys are listening right now and they're like, yes, I know why. Just tell me. And other guys are listening and they're like, what the fuck is status? What are we talking about? How does this all work? So maybe you can give us like a little intro on, on what we mean by this. Absolutely. So let me let me take everyone listening back to Michigan State University. I'm 20 years old. I'm a virgin. I'm going to my first bar party, frat party. You know, you, you bar hop in college, obviously. And I just remember going. I'd never had a girlfriend. I kissed one girl when I was 10 years old. All right, I just totally shy, totally afraid of being myself with women, totally afraid of getting rejected the whole nine. And I go out to the bars and I go with my friends and they don't study pickup. They don't know female psychology, right? They're just guys. They drink on the weekends. They watch football. They, you know, they, they mess around on Facebook. Like that's it. And they go and I try to talk to the first girl at the bar and within a 30 seconds I get the, as it was really nice meeting you, but I got to go find my friends now, right? And, and I'm just left standing there drinking my hands, totally just, 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 shocked, right? I'm, I am just pummeled. My insides, I just, I feel terrible. I have a pit in my stomach. I feel like the, I'm worthless. Like it, it was such a big thing for me because at that exact moment, I look to my right and I see three of my buddies talking to three of the hottest girls in the bar and they are just rocking it. One of them's like picking a girl up. She's giggling. Another one's breathing fire out of his mouth. She applauds him. Like it's, it's just, it's so natural for them. And it's so hard for me. So I rush home to my, my apartment there and I'm studying. I'm, I'm going online. I read this book called The Game. I read a bunch of other stuff. And a couple of weeks later, I, I work up the courage. I go back to the bar and I talk to some girls and it actually works. In fact, I remember this because there was this bar at Michigan State called Rick's. Okay. And Rick's was a double sided bar. It was like, it was really weird. One side was like dancing and loud and it's like a, a country bar. And the other side, it was like more chill, more loungy. Everyone's talking. And I remember going to the party side. And I meet a girl and in 15 minutes, I kissed her, right? Second girl I ever kissed. I'm like, holy crap, this is amazing. Granted, she wasn't my type and most guys probably wouldn't think she was incredibly attractive, but it worked nonetheless, right? So I'm like, this is awesome. I completely forget about her. I just walk to the other side, talk to another girl, say the exact same thing. And 15 minutes later, I kiss her. Now she was a little bit cuter. So I'm like happy to be talking to her. And as I'm talking to her, all of a sudden, I feel this liquid puddle starts to, to come to fruition in my lap. Right. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I looked down and the first girl from the other side had poured a pitcher of beer all over my pants, and my jeans. And she's looking at me and she's like, how dare you? Just met you. I just kissed you. You're talking to this other girl. Girl on my left, the second girl is like cracking up. She thinks it's hilarious. And I'm like, this, this is women. This is what I get. Right. I'm just going to this is this is what life with success with women is. And I remember just going back to my apartment. I, you know, my pants are soaking wet. I did kiss two girls that night. And I'm, I think like this is so exciting. And I keep going right. And I keep working and I keep getting better. And a few months later, I'm actually good with women. I'm not like great. I'm not Casanova, but I'm good enough that I can talk to most girls. I'm confident. I kind of know how to have a good vibe and conversation with them, but I'm still kind of relying on the stuff I'd read online and in books. And it wasn't like me. I wasn't, I didn't feel like a natural me. It wasn't natural. Sounds very, and, sounds very familiar. Keep going. Right. And, and here was the second kicker. All the girls that I connected with, got numbers with, dated, slept with, whatever. They were all, 
they weren't, let's say, the most attractive girls in the bar. They were maybe second tier or third tier. They weren't like the hottest girls in the bar. Those girls I was still afraid of. I was still afraid of getting rejected by them. I was afraid to go talk to them. Um, they were scary. They were Godzilla to me. And I remember looking, thinking about it, like, okay, so Jason, you've spent all this time studying and you can't, you can't get past the seven, yet all these other guys at the bar who never study this stuff, they don't have to work at it at all. They have absolutely no problem being carefree, magnetic, and attractive with the nines and the tens. What's going on here, right? What, what is it that they have that I don't? So I remember going for a few weekends and just studying them. Right. And I didn't know it at the time, but I was this was my first discovery of what high status meant and why it worked and why it was so effective in attracting women. And what I realized is that they just had a, a different vibe about them. Their body language is different. They looked at girls differently. They used a certain kind of vocal tonality. They had a certain kind of carefreeness about them. They dressed a different way. They walked a different way. Their, their charisma was different. Everything about them was just it was different. It wasn't anything that, that me or you or anyone else could, could model. We could easily do it, but we just didn't for whatever reason. And they did. And because of that, they got the girls. And what I did was I said, you know what? I'm going to drop everything I've learned. I'm going to forget about all of the lines and routines and, and all that stuff. And I'm just going to try kind of modeling these guys, right? I'm just going to make the jokes they make. I'm going to stand the way they stand. I'm going to talk the way they talk. I'm going to look at the way they dress and see what patterns I can pick up and change my style that way. And I did it. And within a couple months, that was when everything had shifted for me. Everything had changed for me. I, you know, I started dating a girl for a few months there who, who on one of those college gossip websites or whatever was rated as like the hottest girl at, at a Big Ten school. Like, you know, she was she used to date a, a guy who plays in the NHL. Now he was the captain of a hockey team. Like I went from from this is okay to just ridiculous success. And it wasn't because I learned lines and routines, but I worked on my status. I had become a high status individual. And what I later found in the science, of course, is that in humans and every other species on the planet, it's always the high status males that have their pick of the women. I love it. I love it. Fantastic. Let me ask you this. In that, yeah. in that you know, this is probably going to give away some of the tips already that you're going to be giving today. But either way, I just want to get down to the meat of it. Like, What do you think was the biggest... Um, difference or the biggest thing that made the difference when you were working on status. So you said you did all the things, but what thing made the biggest difference? Does that make sense? Yeah. So you know what? It's, it's two things actually. The first one was vocal tonality, right? We like, like I, when I teach in my seminars now and I'm talking about vocal tonality, I always ask the group, I'm like, so how many days a week do you use your voice? <laughs> and I'll start laughing. They're like shit every day, Jason. I'm like, that's right. Every day. And have you like, how long has this been going on for you? They're like, since I was born. I'm like, so you've been using this tool every day since the day you were born and you haven't paid any attention to it. You haven't worked on it at all. You haven't studied people who are the best with it. You have just kind of like, you just, you, whatever you got at the start, this is what you have now. That That's your strategy. And they, they get the point, right? Because vocal tonality is so key. It's one of the, the most honest signals of higher status. When you're talking to a girl, she doesn't necessarily care so much about what you're saying or what topic you're talking about or not talking about. She wants to hear how you feel about it. Are you excited about it? Are you dominant about it? Are you, are you a passionate guy? And all of those things come through with your vocal tonality. And also, by the way, if you don't have the right vocal tonality, you signal things like neediness or approval seeking or reaction seeking behavior, which we know repels women. So mastering vocal tonality was one of the first ones. I just noticed that those guys, they used what, what we call now a breaking rapport tonality a lot, right? Which is where at the end of a sentence, your voice just kind of goes down. So like trip for you, if I were to ask you, you know, imagine that I'm talking to a girl and I, and 
you know, a common question is like, where are you from? Right. Well, if you're going in breaking rapport tonality, which is always going to be an attractive tonality, it would sound like, so where are you from? Right. Where are you from? It goes down. The opposite is seeking rapport, which goes up. Right. It literally, it, it implies that you see yourself at the bottom. She's at the top. So you have to talk up to her. Right. That's the status part. So if I was using seeking rapport, it would sound like, so where are you from? Right. So where are you from? Right. And you can hear it in my voice. The minute you're listening and you hear that, you're like, there's a huge difference. Right. I, I where get are you it. From? Right. So where are you from? It's, where are you, yeah, where are you, you from? Like, right. Like that. <laughs> where are you from? Yeah, you're killing me. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> That's it. Right. And, and girls know if any girl's listening right now and any guy comes up to them and talks to them in that tonality, they're like friend zone instantly. It is a dead giveaway. Right. That's not a guy that you're going to trust to lead you through the world or at least lead you for the night. It's not going to happen. So that was the first one. I really, really. And, and even eight years later, dude, I work on my tonality every single day. I think it's that important. And the second one actually was my style. Right. Before. Uh, I went through this transformation. I would, you know, I, I would wear what I guess I would call the average person uniform, right? Jeans or khakis, nice button up shirt, maybe vans and, and gelled up hair. And like, you, you just look the same as everybody else. And I noticed that they all had, they didn't, like, it wasn't peacocking. It wasn't like they were wearing, you know, fur boas or crazy hats or six inch platform shoes or any weird things like that. They just all had their own unique style. Some of them had bracelets, some of them had necklaces, some of them wore certain hats that stood out. The key thing was they had a, a, one, a unique style, which communicated to, to the world and to women that they actually care about themselves, right? They hold themselves in high esteem enough to, to value what they wear. They have a certain uh, personality that they want to express with their clothing to the world. And the second, the second part was that because they all had that unique style, they stood out. Right. And, and we know like, like one of my good friends now, which is so cool, because when I first started learning about status, there's this guy named Dr. David Buss, who's a professor, he's former at Harvard, he's at Texas now, who is kind of like the world's premier scientist on status. And he studies it across all species. And uh, he, he always talks about how there's there's the status and attention structures. And it's, he goes into super you know, science language. And I'll, I'll just keep it simple. But basically, those who in any room can attract the most attention without looking like they're trying to attract attention are seen as the highest status people in the room. So these guys would go out and they would have it's a cool, unique style. But because it was unique, they weren't dressed like anybody else. Eyeballs, you know, they were like a magnet for eyeballs. They just they just harnessed and garnered attention um, that way, which increased their status in the eyes of everyone else there and the, the girls they were talking to. So, you know, I, I played around with dude with, with so many different styles. I even remember once I watched this movie back in the day called Spread with Ashton Kutcher. And I thought Ashton had just the coolest style in this movie. He was, he was a pimp with women in the movie and he would wear suspenders and these like he would he would fold his jeans up to like calf high and wear these high socks and these high boots and he'd wear the suspenders. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm doing that. So I watched the movie and then I go to freaking Urban Outfitters and I buy everything I saw him wearing and I go out that night. And it was insane how different uh, women were responding to me. So those were the two key things. And honestly, beyond the women, I think the best part about me pushing my edges with style and wearing, you know, because it's weird to wear suspenders to a bar. There you go. But like, like I would wear that. And then when I'd be talking to a girl, some guy who has no chance with her and can't talk to her and is too afraid to talk to her instead would like snap my suspenders from behind and like pull them off. Like, you know, by putting myself out there, I was attracting a lot of positive attention, but a lot of negative attention as well. And some guys would be like, man, uh, I don't want to have guys snapping my suspenders or, or, or deal with the negative attention from haters and things like that. But dude, I, that to me was the most valuable part. 
because that was where I really developed that thick skin at the same time, which is huge for your status and your self-esteem as well. Do you think that any part of you wearing the suspenders outfit that day, um, in a way, gave you more confidence? You know what I'm saying? Like you kind of walked into wherever you went and you just like felt more confident because you were wearing it. I mean, obviously wearing it helped, you know what I mean? People were paying attention to it and all those things. But do you think any part of that almost gave you that confidence because you had it on? Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what? Looking back, I think it gave me leverage to be social, to be outgoing. Like I I know it'll sound crazy to anyone listening right now who knows me, but I'm a natural introvert. Um, and back then I was very shy, very much a wallflower. And I think my internal dialogue back then was, dude, Jason, if you're wearing suspenders and these crazy boots and you're going to stand out like this, you have no choice but to be social. Because if you wear that shit and then you're super quiet and shy and weird, uh, that's just going to be even worse than, than being invisible. Right. So it was like, it gave me leverage. It was like, I had to be social. I had to be that guy. Um, otherwise I just, I just super crash and burn, which, which I didn't want to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. Okay, cool. So you're saying that for you, just some of the things that helped you the most was the way you dressed and the way you talked. Those were the two keys at that time. Yeah. Okay, cool. What do you think now are some things that you've been learning about or, or other things beyond that that can help guys in terms of of status because what you're saying basically is it's not just about faking it like you can't fake it if you fake it it's automatically not going to work that's what it sounds like right yeah well it, you know scientists define like like so in my book there's 12 status signals we talk about and scientists define status signals as something that one can be easily spotted and two can't be faked Right. So easily spotted. Uh, and you think about like a, a peacock and its feathers and it throws them out like you're not going to miss those. Right. It's easily spotted. And the second one is the key one. Right. It can't be faked. Like when a peacock throws up, it's, it's you know, it's spread like that. That's not a fake spread. Like, like don't, that's really what the peacock looks like. So when when a guy goes out and let's say he buys a Lamborghini. Right. Well, and he thinks that's going to make him high status and girls see him. Well, one, it is easily spotted. Right. So he's going to get attention. That's going to increase his status somewhat. But can a Lamborghini be faked? Like, can, can that be a fake a status signal? And the answer is yes, of course, right? We all know guys who drive cool cars or, or have a lot of money that are just total wimps, total losers with women who just get women walk all over them. And so, so what I'm looking for and what we talk about is, is honest signals of higher status. So vocal tonality, right? If I teach you how to have a high status voice, well, it's going to be easily spotted, right? She's going to hear it and it can't be faked, right? Even if you have never been with a woman in your life and you have failed miserably worse than any man in the world out of seven and a half billion people and you're talking to a girl and I am having you talk with a high status vocal tonality, she cannot deny in that moment that you are high status because your voice easily spotted and you, you can't fake your voice. How you talk is how you talk. So everything we talk about, you're exactly right, is is things that are that are that can't be faked. They're honest signals. Like if I teach you to have high status eye contact. That's honest. You can't fake that, right? You can fake um, being wealthy. You can fake that you're high status because you have a fast car, but you know, like the eyes, you can't lie with that. The vocal tonality, you can't lie with that. The way your body language, like how is someone going to be like, that's not your real body language? Well, if you're sitting like that, spread open, taking up space, shoulders back, looking confident, you're high status in that moment, period. There's no arguing with that. I like that. So that's a good, I feel like that's really good as like an intro. Like when you first meet a woman and those things are happening, even if you continue to be like that, you will be looked at 
with high status. What are some things that are more, um, other things that, I mean, you could do that all day, but if, if you know, you start seeing a girl for longer, um, you know, she might be able to be like, wait a minute, this guy is nothing more than a, a you know, suspenders and a, and a voice. You know what I mean? So what other, thi <laughs> what other things can a guy do to, uh, to maintain that status? Absolutely. So, I mean, the key thing is you want to be developing your status all the time, right? Like, like this isn't a tactic, right? I'm not telling you here, ask this girl three questions and then she'll feel attracted to you. Sure, like, sure. Like we, could give, we could give guys hundreds of questions and things to say all day, but those are tactics, right? Status is about you as a man, right? It's about you want to be high status all the time, 24, seven, 365, you know, out for the rest of your life. So that's, that's, that's the key. Right. It's that you're always increasing your status. You're always working on it. So when she meets you, she's like, this dude's high status. And then when she sleeps with you that night, she's like, this dude still is high status. And then a year later, when she is just enamored and almost obsessed with you, she's like, he is the highest status male that I've ever been with. And and women are just so uh, th dude, there's so many low status guys that they deal with guys who maybe fake high status at the start. And then it turns out, like you said, the guy, you know, he's just clothing and a voice and it turns out to be low status. And of course, other guys who are just low status from the start and the whole time, like when they meet a guy who's truly high status, they're like, holy shit, <sighs> where have you been? I've been looking for you my whole life. Like they're just, it's instant and it lasts, right? So it's not a tactic. It's, we're not. We're not changing things that you do. We are. We are transforming who you are. We're making you into the highest status version of yourself. And like you asked, so one of those things that that is just so important is is having purpose in your life, right? All high status males have have what I call a big, huge, throbbing vision for themselves and their future and their lives. So like they're that guy who, when you meet him, he just has a glimmer in his eye. He's just passionate about whatever he's talking about. He's just excited about his life. And when women meet that guy, again, they don't necessarily care about so much about what you're saying. They're just like, what, what do you do all the time? Like when I'm not with you, where are you going? Why are you you're so happy? You're so excited. You're so passionate and you're so dominant. Like what is your secret? And on an unconscious level, what this is communicating to her, right, from your caveman brain to her cavewoman brain is that when you have that, you're just like happy about your life. You're excited. You don't get sad. You don't get needy. All that communicates to her is that your cave is the shit, right? It says that your cave is bigger than the other guys. It has more food. You have all the resources. You have shelter. It's fun. There's, there's a, a melting pot of powerful, strong, good emotions there. It's like, like your cave is the place to be. Right. And the other guys she meets when they get needy or they're low status, what they're saying is, uh, I don't have a lot of food at my cave. I have a small cave. I have to share it with other people. Um, I'm, I, and, and I have no plans to make my cave bigger. Right. So hopefully that metaphor is clicking for people. I'm not obviously saying you need a big house and food and stuff to attract women. I'm saying what it means to her is that you are and we go back to 100,000 years ago in tribal days or caves or whatever with cavemen and cave women. You are one of the top cavemen. That's really and, and that's the part of her brain that stimulates uh, arousal and attraction and interest and commitment and loyalty and all those things that you want. So uh, having a purpose in your life is, is just so key. Um, and then the, the thing is, I just want to make a note about this dude, is that a lot of guys, they think that, like, because like, I could say right now that um, if you are financially successful, 
and you, you know, you, you jet set, you fly first class, you travel the world, you go to five star hotels in the south of France and you spend, uh, you know, your winters uh, beach hopping in Thailand and you do all these cool things. That's going to attract women. And I don't think anyone is going to disagree with that lifestyle being attractive to women. Right. But a lot of guys will be like, well, shit, dude, I don't have that. I don't have the money to be able to do that. Well, here's the thing. She's not necessarily attracted to the fact that that guy, you know, can fly for his class or has cool cars or can rent mansions on the beach or whatever. What she's most interested about him, what intrigues her, what attracts her most about him is not what he has, but who he is. Right. She, she doesn't care that you you already have the stuff. She cares that you're just ambitious. She cares that you're passionate. She cares that you do have a mission in life. You do have a purpose. You do have a vision. It's something that you're working on every day. You're building your castle to the sky every day. And you don't need to have it today in order for to spark the attraction inside of her. She just has to feel that you're ambitious and that you are going places to feel that now. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. I wonder if, you know, you and I were both entrepreneurs. We started these businesses. So for guys like us, it comes off pretty ambitious what we're trying to do here. You know, but I imagine there's a guy listening right now who is working a nine to five job and maybe he loves it by the way. I'm not even gonna go in the cliche route where I'm gonna be like, you know, there's this guy nine to five job and he hates it and what is he gonna well, how does he find his purpose? Forget that. Because there's guys out there who actually do have normal jobs. Um, and they love it. And how does that type of guy appear ambitious with a job that is seen as normal and that's just me like labeling it you know i don't know what really normal is but uh just a, a everyday type of job do you know what i'm saying like how can that guy appear ambitious absolutely so two things the first one is all all he needs to do all you need to do is simply convince her not with your words but with your actions your energy your, your status signals and whatnot that you love your life You've chosen like, like if that guy is is communicating that he's been forced into this nine to five job and he's pretending he likes it, even though he doesn't not going to be attractive. That's going to repel her. But if he chose it for himself and he loves what he does, then he needs to be acting and communicating with everyone he meets that his life is the shit and anyone who's doing anything different while good is just not as good as him. Right. It's, it's not about what you do. It's how you feel about it. Right. And that feeling you feel if you're excited, you love what you're doing, that's going to get transferred over to her. Right. So it doesn't matter what he's doing. It matters that he's passionate about. It. I'll give you a concrete example. Like if you're a guy, let's say you just you love surfing. Let's say you you teach surfing at a surf school somewhere in Hawaii. And you make twelve hundred dollars a month. and You live in a, a, a shack. Right. And like money is just like you, you live on a hot dog a day. Right. You just like money's not whatever. That guy could have just as much success with women as a millionaire stockbroker who lives in the fast lane in New York City. Because when he meets a girl, the surfer guy, all he needs to do is bring her into his world, his reality, where in his world, you know, living on the beach, surfing every day, waking up with the sunshine on your face and the, the ocean waves putting you to sleep, the, the sounds of the birds chirping, all the like, you know, the, the freedom is is that's how we're meant to live, 
right? He just needs to convince her of that. Like, that's what life is about. It's not about living on a hamster wheel, like, like, like a rat in, in New York city and, and stress and arguing like in suits and being stifled. Like we don't want to live that life, baby. Like, like it's about freedom. It's about spontaneity. It's about living in the moment. Like let's, let's just go. I know it's midnight and, and the, it's a full moon out there, but the moon is glimmering on the water and the stars are shining down on us. Let's go jump in the water right now. Let's just go do it. Like if he can do that, and it doesn't matter what he does, right? He can convince her that his life is the shit. He loves what he's doing. He wasn't forced upon him. He, uh, he, he had every option to choose whatever he wanted to do in life. And this is the one he chose. And if he truly believes that, and if, and, and hopefully he did choose what he's doing, like that is his decision, then it's going to be super easy to bring her into that too. I like that. You're just basically drawing her in to your world. And that, that's, I think that is a really good definition of confidence. You're saying, I got everything figured out. I love my life. I love everything that's going on and I can't wait for the future but I also love the present. It's like you're saying to her that you got it all figured out and that doesn't necessarily mean you have a million dollars in the bank. It's just that you have an interesting life. The thing is, is I think a lot of guys though who do have that mindset are just inherently wealthy. Like it's a side effect. Like that just happens. Like if you're just passionate and love life, a lot of people are making enough money to obviously get by and, and, and a lot of their ambitions come out in making more money. So I see that happening. But of course, there's also a lot of people who aren't making a lot of money and still loving life and therefore can attract women. So I definitely get that. I mean, am I, you think I'm defining that right in terms of what you're saying here? Yeah, dude, completely. And, and one thing I just want to add with, with what you, you said, which is perfect, is just this, this idea that, like, you use, the, you use the phrase getting by to describe some of these guys. And that's, that is the enemy here. Right. If you are in the mindset of just getting by, just doing enough, like it's good enough, just enough to pay the bills and, you know, and have a Lexus lease payment and, you know, be able to buy my friend drinks on the weekend. And, and that's good enough. If you have that good enough mentality, then you are not going to be a magnet for women. It's just not going to happen. Right. Like that guy I'm describing, like, let's say that, that the, the, the good enough guy is making sixty five hundred dollars a month and he's, I don't know, a computer programmer, let's say. Right. That guy, his life, if he's just getting by, lacks a certain richness that the guy making 1200 a month, just surfing and doing exactly what he wants on the beach, has, right? That guy making $1,200 a month, his life is richer than the guy making 6500 a month just getting by. I don't want any guy out there to just be getting by. I, I have a, a conviction about men that we are all here because we have some greater purpose that that we're destined for something we're meant to be doing and getting by is not a destiny getting by is not a purpose right um that destiny that purpose that's about pushing out your edges always growing always learning mistakes may happen failures may happen so what you grow from them too right it's just always pushing out your edges always pushing it further always pushing for more growth more adventure more passion more excitement and when you can do that, that's when she's like, I can barely keep up with you, right? That's when you're, you're just on your path, dominating your path, leading. And she's like on your coattails, just doing everything she can to chase you and catch up with you. And then now, of course, you're leading, she's following, and she's, she's, she's going to be attracted to that, like in, inevitably and indefinitely. I love that. That's powerful. I want to kind of go off on a little bit of a tangent here. Uh, you know, and I think this still has to do with, with attracting women, but I can imagine a a guy on his path, on his purpose, killing it, still has a bad day, still has a day where things are just not going right, still goes through 
the struggles of life or, you know, whenever you're building anything, whether you're building a business, whether you're trying to get better with women, you're trying to work out, lose weight, uh, gain muscle, all those things that people are trying to do, accomplish their goals. I want your advice on what can a guy do when he's having a rut, a bad day, a bad month, a bad year even, or he's just kind of stuck, not stuck where he's just starting. I mean, like he's, he's, you really gained momentum, you know, because I get a lot of questions from guys where they get stuck, like they get that initial um, push and they get a lot of a lot of results with women, they're getting dates, but there's just a rut that happens and they can't push themselves to the next level. Those times in a person's life can be very discouraging and can really kind of mess you up. So I would wonder what your advice for that is. That's a, that's a great question, man. So uh, the, the first thing I'll just add as a writer before we kind of go deeper is just that is managing your own expectations, right? If if I'm ex- let's say I'm doing a product launch and I expect to make uh, I don't know three hundred thousand dollars on this product launch, if that is my concrete expectation and we only make one eighty, am I going to be happy or unhappy? Right? I'm going to be unhappy. I was expecting to do more. We did less. Now I feel bad. Well, we do this every day in our lives with almost everything, right? If, if we can get a, a more accurate view of our expectations going in um, based on the plan, based on the strategy, based on being realistic, we can still be optimistic, but still be realistic at the same time, then we're not going to be as let down as often because it's those letdowns that can really kill our drive and kill our spirit and kill our state. So um, the, the first thing is managing your expectations. Um, if you can do that, you will avoid a lot of this, this pain, um, and procrastination that people deal with. The second one is it, let's say the guy, like you said, retreat, right? He's killing it. He's got momentum, but he's just kind of stuck at the, the same place. Like he's having a plateau. One of the, the fastest things he can do to impact and affect change almost instantly is changing his environment, but not just the location, but the, the people he is friends with, and more importantly, even the people he just associates himself with, right? My mentor, uh, Dan Pena, who if anyone listening hasn't seen him before, you can go on YouTube and see Dan Pena, 72 years old, um, worth like a quarter of a billion dollars, just this badass business coach. Um, but his one of his favorite sayings is, show me your friends and I'll show you your future, right? We've all heard that saying that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with and all that stuff. And it's gotten almost cliche at this point, right? That's why I love his saying, show me your friends and I'll show you your future because it's not bullshit, dude. It's real, right? We, we're all like, oh, that, that's such a good point. I need to spend time with better people when we hear it. But then we go back and we hang out with the same fucking people, right? If you truly are at, let's say like, let's just use money because it's such an easy way to, it's just numbers, right? So we can, we can compare and contrast really easy. Let's say a guy is making $20,000 a month in his business and his goal is to get to a hundred, but he just, he started at zero. He's at 20, life's been pretty good. And he's been stuck there for a while. If I were to look at all the people he's communicated with over the past seven days, how many guys making $100,000 a month or more would I, would I pull from that list? The answer is maybe one, maybe two, maybe zero, right? If he wants to go from 20 to 100, the first thing he needs to do, he needs to get around guys who are making $100,000 a month. He needs to get around guys who are making $500,000 a month or a million a month, right? Guys who just make him feel bad about himself almost because they're making so much more. That's what's going to motivate him. That's what motivates us as guys is being around guys who are killing it even better than us. And then we feel challenged and men respond to challenge. So that, that would be a key like tactical thing that he could do. And then the last one, man, is I uh, – is if he is going that hard, 
right? And he's got momentum and still the results are the same. He's not going up. He's just maintaining and he's got the state part down. He's got the, the personal development down. It's just not, it's his plan, right? Whatever his business plan is, or his action plan for, for women, for social, for happiness, for whatever, he's just got a bad plan, right? And there's got to, there's got to come a point where he has to be able to let go of that plan that he's put time in and he's invested in. And he, you know, and it's hard when you've invested in it, right? We got all this sunk cost fallacy, but he's got to let that one go, get a better coach or get a better plan, get a better strategy. And that's going to be the key thing, right? There, there's so many people out there that we know who are entrepreneurs and work online who've been at the same point for so long and they keep talking about going up, yet they never do. And the reason is they keep talking about getting different results, but they keep doing the same things. Maybe they change a little bit, right? Maybe they just go a little bit different and that's not going to work. You got to take, like, like if, you're, if you have everything in line and you're still not getting what you want, don't stop taking action, but change your plan. Go with a completely different plan. Go to a different coach, a different resource who can give you that plan. Um, and I think you're going to see massive, massive changes. And then, of course, dude, now we're talking about uh, if you do change plans, like you change the, the whole course and direction of your life and, and the actions you take on a daily basis, that's scary for a lot of people. Changing things up is scary for a lot of people. How much easier is it for us to be like, yeah, that sounds good, but you know, fuck that, and then just go sit on your couch? And go on Instagram or Snapchat or watch TV and just go on Tinder and do the same things that you've been doing the whole time, right? There's only, in my experience, it's only about 5% of guys who have what it takes to make those massive changes in their lives who want it bad enough. And not surprisingly, that's the 5% who always seem to get the money they want, get the life they want, get the girls they want, get the freedom and the happiness they want. And that is that is me literally kind of hopefully challenging everyone listening right now to say, are you one of those 5% who will actually get and live the life that you want? I love it, man. Listen, if you guys want to be the 5%, if you want to hear inspiration like this, and I was going to add into what you're saying, when you spend time around people who are doing better than you, it's inspiring. And inspiring, inspiration is a uh, it's a wonderful currency, so to speak, and you don't get it too mm -hmm. often. And when you get that inspiration, it motivates you really hard. So that's why it's also good to be spending time around people who are better than you and doing awesome things and even listening to podcasts like this so you can listen to uh, interviewees like yourself, Jason Capital, who is just dishing out great stuff on status. So uh, working guys, go find that book on status to feel more inspired and, uh, and start killing it and becoming one of the 5%. Awesome. So just go to highstatus.com and it'll take you to the page. And actually, we're doing a special right now. And uh, basically, my book is 100% free. It's $20 on Amazon. You could get it there. I don't know why you'd want to. We're doing a special. And basically, I'm trying to get the book in the hands of as many guys as I can. So uh, the book is free. Just help me out with uh, shipping and handling. Um, but if you go to highstatus.com, you'll see it there. And the second place to reach me, if anyone had any specific questions, um, is follow me on Instagram at Jason Capital. I respond to all the direct messages on there because uh, it's just fun and I have nothing to do when I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> I love it. All right, guys, go check that out. I'll put that in the description. Jason, bro, thank you very much. It was awesome to have you on and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again very soon. Absolutely, man. Love hanging out with you. All right, dude. Peace.